four and three and two and one. Well, welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome hello. to hello. Welcome to the Sober Grind podcast live cast. I'm here today with my special host, Austin Armstrong. It's always a pleasure to be here, be a part of this. <laughs> How was your weekend? Oh, too much fun. I went to Vegas this weekend. Yeah. And- we had a blast. We yes, got to see a lot of incredible things. I got to see his Snapchats. They were really interesting. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was a lot of fun. Um, so today is, what's, today's a special day. It's, it's President's Day, correct? President's Day. We have a, a very special guest, a uh, very special episode. That's right. It is a very special guest. Uh, today we have my friend Rhonda. She's going to be on the show. She's actually calling from Wisconsin. Um, we're going to put her on in just a second. But uh, Rhonda is a very special lady, very special friend of mine. Um, we, she and I connected a few years back um, through the Prince community because we're both oh. Prince fans. But she had seen that I was very highly involved in the recovery community. And she called me reaching out. And I'll, we'll get more to that when we talk to her, uh, reaching out for help. But um, Rhonda, are you on the line right now? Can you hear us? I You just went out and came back in there you are okay so we're gonna ask you some questions say say hello to everybody everyone can hear you right now you're on live hello everyone (laughs) so (laughs) Rhonda tell me a little tell us a little bit about yourself and then tell us about your son well I'm a single mom and uh, I have two children and a daughter who is the oldest, and then my son, Zachary, who was 30 when he passed. Um, I have been, since my son passed, I've been trying to work um, to help other people to bring awareness of the horrible epidemic of the opiate addiction, Mm. and now also fentanyl being put into everything. Okay. And... um so let, let's talk a little bit about your son. Do you mind if I say his name? Not at all. Okay. So your son's name is Zachary. And uh, and Zachary, I guess, how old was Zach when you first knew that he was struggling? Um, he came to us in 2015 and told us that he had um, a problem with, actually it was 2014. He had a stroke at the age of 27. And from, that was from a birth defect. And he got scared and thought it was from the um, addiction, or not addiction at that time. He had used uh, one time, and he told us about it. And um, after his um, hospital stay, we got him into an outpatient program, which didn't last very long. Um, and then in June of 2015, um, he decided that he would go into inpatient treatment. So we got him into inpatient treatment for 28 days. And that was out in Wisconsin? Yes. Okay. That was, yeah. So for 28 Ministries. days, he went into treatment for 28 days. Right. Do you think that was enough time? No, not at all. And the sad thing is that not really knowing that much about the addiction at that time you know we thought when he came out you know he was going to be all better right uh not knowing or not realizing that it was a lifelong struggle for him Mm -hmm. so he kind of went right back into the 
same routine what he was in before. And what, what within you, when a year, you say, when you say same routine, what do you mean? He came back out. Was he well for well, a while? He came, um, yeah, he he stayed clean for a year. Okay. And he went right back. He lived with his grandmother for a month, and then she decided that he was okay to be on his own. So he got his own apartment, and he right after treatment, he started working again with his father doing construction. And um, he had actually met a girl in treatment, and she moved in with them, and um, they both were able to stay clean for Let's, let me a year. He came to us on June 30th in 2016 and told us that he had made a mistake and he used again, and he wanted to get in, back into treatment. Okay. And, yeah. Rhonda, do you know um, uh, what that decision why he went back to using did he go into that at all what was that trigger um i can only speculate i don't um i think a lot of it was pressure at work um he, he worked with his family and a lot of the family kept accusing him of using and i know he said to me Mom, you know, I might as well just use because they always are telling me that I'm using anyway. And I'm like, no, don't do that. Don't, you got to prove them wrong, you know, yeah. fight, be strong. And um, I think they had told him in treatment that working with the family was very, they realized that was very stressful for him mm -hmm. because he was trying to stand up to their standards, what they thought he should be. And, um, yeah, and I think it was just too much pressure. Yeah, it's hard. Okay, so then when he, so over a period of time, he actually started using again, and then was he was he pretty honest with you about it, or was he hiding it? No, he was he was honest, and um, that's when I was getting worried. He said he wanted to get back into treatment, uh -huh. and so, but he said he wanted to do outpatient this time. Right. So um, we, he said he was going to do it all on his own, which I was really proud. And he went to the local hospital and um, he got, they said they had to do an evaluation and all that. And so they did the evaluation. It took him a month. By this time, he was like not sure if he wanted to do it again. Uh -huh. And then that's when I got a hold of you. Right. And which was, was I was looking back, it was the 29th, I think, or of September. And, and, mm. Yeah, in 2016, right? Yep. Right after, and, right um, after Prince died, a few few months after. Wow. Yes, yeah. yes, wow. yes. And I even brought that up to him. I told him, you know, hey, Prince isn't invincible. You know, no one's invincible. you got to get into treatment. And when I told him that I had contacted someone, mm -hmm. he panicked and he said he didn't want to leave the state and Pedro was going to try to get him. See, his big problem was the financial part. Uh, because he worked, it was so expensive, they told him it was going to be $400 a day outpatient. Right. And right away he just gave up and he's like, I can't, I can't like go through that again, that burden of, you know, debt. And he only had eight hundred dollars left to pay off from his last treatment. Mm -hmm. So, and I just 
go ahead. No, no, go on. And then? I just think that he kind of gave up on the idea. And uh, I, you know, I didn't know what to do at the time. He was 30 and I kept thinking, you know, what can I do? He's 30 years old. But, you know. He wasn't wasn't living with you at the time, right? No, he wasn't. He was living on his own with his girlfriend. Uh Uh-huh. Um who he also had met in treatment, which wasn't the best scenario. Mm-hmm. But um, so they both started using together. Right. Again. Yeah. So, uh, and then shortly after that, what happened? Well, I talked to you on the 29th, and then that came over that day, and we talked. Yep. And he, he told me he knew, you know, that I was just trying to, uh, I was trying to help him because I loved him, and he's, he didn't really say a whole lot that day. He was a little upset with me. And then we got together on Sunday, and we talked, and I told him he really needed to get into treatment. Mm-hmm. And he said, I know, Mom, and I told him he was playing Russian roulette every time he did it. And uh, he hadn't used uh, from the time that I had talked to him, and then... I told him, you know, the next time you use, it could be the last time because that's what you had said to me. And, I, you know, when you put that in perspective, I was like, yeah, it could because every day is a Russian roulette. I mean, every time that he uses. And um, so that was Sunday evening and Wednesday morning on the 5th, I got a call that he had overdosed and I was to meet him his dad at the hospital. And he was turned out to bring dead that day. And uh, they kept him, they got his heart going again, and they kept him alive till the 7th, and he, we donated his heart and two kidneys. And at that point, you know. You know, every time, that I, hear you, every time that, you know, I hear you tell me about this or we go over it again, it just, it's heart-wrenching, and it, is. it saddens me so much, um, especially the fact that he, was, he, he wanted to get help. That's what really, that's what just hurts yes. so bad uh the fact that he knew that there's something wrong and he he wanted to identify the problem and and work through it but he felt like he didn't have the resources to to doing that um, right but and he also felt he was letting his dad and i down and um he told me that the day that he came over i i told him i said you know we got to do something because this is really taking a toll on your dad and i too and i wish i wouldn't have said that because I feel kind of like, he looked at me and he said, I know mom. Right. And um, he kept an open communication with us. Uh, unlike, a, I hear a lot of parents say that, you know, they've lost contact and we never wanted to lose contact with Zachary. We tried to keep him, you know, let him know that we were always there for him. And we backed him, we wanted him to get into treatment. and. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. it's interesting that you say that. I know often a lot of parents say that they lose contact with their kids, and I think it's usually when the kid is living off of them that they have to cut mm-hmm. them off and not not keep enabling. But in this case, really, um, Zachary was on his own. I mean, he lived on his own. Right. You know, he, he was, to a certain extent, self-supporting. So it was like... Yeah. Um, he maintained his job and paid his bills. He yeah. was... It was important for him to keep a good credit because he wanted to build a house. He had mm-hmm. plans, you know. He wanted a family. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's heartbreaking. And so, you know, one of the things that stands out about you, um, 
unlike a lot of mothers who lose their kids, for one, I, what I see you doing now is you're making a difference. You are making the best out of, I mean, obviously, this is the worst situation that any mother or father could ever endure is, is losing their loved one, their, their child to addiction. Yeah. But one thing I really love about you, Rhonda, is the fact that you have turned it around and you're highly involved in uh, being there for people, you know, in grief groups for other people who are losing, right. have, have lost their kids or for people who are currently struggling and come to you, you know, with questions of what do I do? My kid is, you know, is not doing well. They're, they're on drugs. Like, what do I do? And you're guiding them in the right direction. You know, recently, I think you told me that you put, uh, you helped assist somebody get their kid into a center out there in Wisconsin, which is, yep. you know, which is awesome. I love that. And I also, I really love your openness about, you know, talking about what's happened here rather than hiding it. A lot of times people lose their loved ones and they will, um, they will want to keep it really secretive. They don't want the word to get right. out, that, you know, because of the stigma that's attached to addiction and everything. They don't want to get the word to get out that their kid was an addict, was a drug addict or an alcoholic right. and they died from addiction. But how will anyone know if we don't talk about it? And what mm. I really love, exactly. what I love right now is the fact that you and I at that time, it could only go so far. I mean, I post about, posted about this experience on Facebook, but not a lot of people got to see it. Now I love the fact that with Austin, we have this platform where we're trying to get the word out. And, and just in talking to you last week, I thought, who would be, who better than Rhonda to have on the show and be able to, to talk about her experience so that if anybody's out there watching, which, you know, there's plenty of people that have been trying to contact us through through our show and through the Sober Grind and through Ask an Addiction Specialist through that page too. Um, they need to know this stuff. They yeah. need to know like this right. is this is the tragedy of it to actually hear a true mother's voice that's lost her son and, and how how you know how this has affected you and your family and you personally and what you're doing to, to make a difference is it's remarkable that you have that you're strong and that you continue to keep moving forward and, and wanting to and help others who uh, who, who well, are going through this too? Yeah, Rhonda. I'm doing it for my son mm. um, because I told him before he passed, even not knowing that he was going to pass, but we knew there was a possibility. I said, if anything happens to you, I will make sure that I let everyone know what took you to try to help other people. And he he was all for that. He said, I I know, you know, like he. He wanted me to. Without saying it, I could just tell. And that's been one of the number one things I've been very open about it because I want other people, so many people have come forward to me since I've been open about it to tell me things that they would have not, they would have kept hidden um, if they didn't feel, you know, like they could come to somebody else and say something that's been through the whole, the whole ordeal themselves. Right. Rhonda, thank you so much for sharing uh, your incredible, heartbreaking journey over and over again. Can you explain a little more in depth about what exactly you're doing to spread awareness and, and spread hope? Well, I've joined some groups on the internet, on Facebook uh, particularly. Um, there's one a group that I like a lot. It's called Not in Vain for mm. Grieving Mamas of drug addiction mm. and um, what we just did lately or recently for Valentine's Day, we um, got as many people as we could to send Valentine's to the White House with 
our children's pictures and pictures of them with us and with other family members to let them know that these are real kids, no young adults that have normal lives and to try to get rid of the stigma of, you know, whatever, everyone's so afraid to talk about it. And we just want people to know, we want the, especially the president to know how, it's affecting so many people and it's not just numbers, you know, they can look at numbers, but these are actual human beings that are losing their lives. Yeah. Yeah. It's incredible. I, I love it. I, I love that you guys are doing that. And I, I definitely, you know, people need to know this. Our na- there is a major epidemic in this nation and who better to contact than the government, you know, and to let them know we got to do something about this. I, and I know that you said that when you mailed those letters out, what was it like? Uh, thousands of letters right i think that right. you haven't obviously you haven't heard anything back yet because you know due to security purposes and things like that they have to check the letters and make sure that they're okay but you know let's hope let's hope right. something good comes out of that i love that that you all are doing that um i think over the weekend you had added me to some other groups too it was one it was called dad's some what was it called dad's yeah sad dad's club sad dad's um, club support and social group right right um, yeah and I recently, um, one of my son's friends passed away in October of 24th of this year. Mm-hmm. And uh, his dad was going through, you know, the same thing that I knew that I had gone through the year before. Mm-hmm. And I reached out with him and gave him some of these groups. And he said it's really helped him a lot. And he got involved also with mailing of the Valentine's. So, you know, he's still pretty raw with his grieving, but I'm hoping that. Um, getting involved in some of these groups. It's helped me to help other people mm. to get through the loss of my son. Mm. Um, it's something you're never going to get over. I think you're go- I'm going to grieve the rest of my life. I talk about him every day. But if I can help other people just, you know, answer questions that maybe, you know, they don't have the answer to or direct them to someone else, it's it's healing for us. Your beautiful soul, Rhonda. Thank you for being you. Thank you for helping others. Thank you. You're strong. I love it. I love it. Thank you. And thanks for being on the show today. I'm I'm sure we will. I would love to, you know, have you on future episodes too. Yeah. If you're, um, where where are you based out of? She's in. Where are you, Madison? I'm in uh, Appleton, Wisconsin. Okay. Um, this was incredible. Thank you so much for. Uh, giving us a little bit of insight. Uh, I'd love to do a future uh, Skype live with you as well, if that's something that you're open to. Are you camera shy? Sure. Pardon me? <laughs> Are you camera shy, Rhonda? I, I, I didn't understand what you were saying. I said, are you camera shy? You know I'm not camera shy. Oh, yeah, camera shy. <laughs> I thought, at first I thought you asked me if I was Catholic, and I'm like, I wasn't quite sure what you, That's you were going with that. <laughs> no. um, a little bit. <laughs> okay, no problem. That's okay. That's why we did this today, so that we could break the ice and get you more comfortable um, in, in speaking, because I know yeah. that you and I talked about that earlier. But, no, I, I just, you know, I did a, I've done one other webinar uh-huh. with a hospital group of doctors and nurses. Uh-huh. So this is my second um, okay. kind of thing that I've done. But 
I think it gets easier, but I, yeah. it's hard to do, but I want to do it because I know helping other people. You're making such a positive impact on a lot of people's lives. Yeah. I want, I want you to know, <laughs> you know, what's really meaningful to me is that um, from every tragedy comes a blessing, mm. uh, you know, with, as bad as this is. I remember when I uh, linked you up with a lady, my friend Margie, that's out here that has an organization yeah. called Solace. Um, you know, in the last few years, we have seen so many people that have died from overdoses and addictions that I would just, you know, if, whenever their families would call me and say, well, how do we do this? Like, what do we do now? How do we process ourselves? Like, what, what, I'm grieving. I don't, I can never, I don't think I can ever have a regular normal day for the rest of my life. And I would always refer them to either, you know, to, to Margie. And I remember when I hooked you up with her too. I mean, Solace is an amazing organization where it's a lot of mothers that are grieving that come together that basically get to be there for each other and, and work through all right. of the pain that they, they have. And, and um, you know, obviously with, with the epidemic and you, you mentioned fentanyl too. It's no joke. It's no, I mean, even Prince died from fentanyl and no matter who wants yeah. to say what about that, that's the reality of what's going on in our country. So Addiction doesn't pick and choose. No, the disease of addiction does not discriminate. I've seen uh, some of the most famous people uh, that are suffering from addiction sitting next to people from Skid Row. So it's like nobody, it, it has no, it doesn't care what color you are, what, what nationality you are, uh, you know, what your uh, stature in life is, how much yeah. you make or how much you don't make. Uh, addiction is right. it's running rampant. So um, I can't begin to thank you enough for, for everything that you do, Rhonda. And um, I, I think our souls connected before we lost Zach, you know, and we, we, we tried right. to help him. Um, but I, I want to thank you also for being there for me because you've helped me tremendously and guided me and got me to put this thing into more positive because right away you said we got to do something positive and um and i thank you for that thank you and thank you for being on the show my dear i, I will be in touch with you we have a lot of work to do as my as, as somebody very special told me told me when i first got sober he said pej you have a plane to catch and I had no idea what he meant. And about 10 years in, I saw him again and he said, Pej, remember, I told you, you have a plane to catch. And I said, I thought I already caught the plane. He goes, no, you're still looking to catch the plane. So mm -hmm. we have a lot of work to do. And I think I know what he means now, yeah. 10 years later. So it took a while, but yeah. Um, I love you dearly. Thank you for being on our show today. Love and you we will too. Be in touch Thank with you. you. Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye. So... so I think we're all good. Are we all well, that good? Was, yeah, that was incredible. Uh, okay, so just a couple of things. I just wanted to add this to uh, to what we were going over today. In in conclusion to what we just talked about today, we this is the sober grind. Mm. So if you have any kind of a platform where there's uh, podcasts like Google Play, correct? Yeah, iTunes. iTunes, anything mm -hmm. like that. If you type in sober grind, you can listen to our show on a weekly basis. We use, we have testimonials. Last week was Frankie Dahl. She's very special to me. She's got... She was incredible. She's amazing. She's, yeah. Frankie's like... I, I look up to Frankie. She's taught yeah. us a lot. Um, but every week, we'd like to have somebody new on there with a mm -hmm. short testimonial, and then we do our show, too. Please, please subscribe to The Sober Grind on any kind of platform where there are um, podcasts. Yeah. And the link is actually in the description of this video. Okay. So if you click that little See More, it'll take you right to iTunes. And if you could write a review, 
it helps us tremendously. Cannot thank you enough right. for that. And then we also have the Ask an Addiction Specialist Facebook page, yes. which if you just go up in your little bar there on your on your Facebook page and type in Ask an Addiction Specialist, we can add you to the group. And that page is basically for anybody and everybody that has any questions that are in relation to addiction. If you want to talk to a professional, we have professionals that will you know, be readily available to come and answer any questions that you have, or people that are in recovery that you know they can tell their experiences and they can assist you in any possible way. Whether you're a struggling addict that needs help or alcoholic that needs help, come and ask a question, or somebody with, if you have a loved one, a family member, come into the Ask an Addiction, ask an addiction Specialist page. We would be glad to talk to you at any given time. And then, uh, well, I was just going to add that that link is also in the description of this video. So if you don't feel like typing it in, you can just uh, click, click see more and click in that group and and join and, and see what we're doing in there. Okay. Um, and lastly, this uh, this podcast is made possible by Beginnings Treatment Centers, uh, an amazing Orange County Treatment Center. Um, you can find out more information from them at beginningstreatment.com or you can call them directly at 800-387-6907. There's one more little thing oh, I want to include. Please. If you're in Orange County, or even if you're not in Orange County, and you're interested in becoming an interventionist, ah, yes. we do have an intervention training that's coming up in April, April 13th, 14th, and 15th. It will be uh, taught, the trainings will be taught by a world-renowned interventionist by the name of Earl Hightower, Earl will be teaching it's all three days. It is going to be amazing. You can, uh, If you need more information on that, I've been posting about it, but if you haven't seen the posts, please contact me. My phone number is 949-751-7761, or you can contact me at pej at beginningstreatment.com, and I would be glad to put you in contact with the appropriate people to sign you up and enroll you. And, you know, if you do interventions, you can go out and save some lives and mm. you will be supervised by Earl for the first two years. I can talk to you about the costs and everything, but it's well worth it. We would love uh, to have more people. We have some more open seats available for the intervention. Yeah, I think training. it's going quick, though. So just make sure you reach out if you're, right. if you're thinking about it at all. Yes. You don't want it to sell out. <laughs> That's right. Thank you very much, everybody. Thanks. This has been a very, very special show because yeah. of Wanda, because of Austin. And because I guess of Pesh. I guess because of Pesh. Definitely because of Pesh. I love you all. Thank you so much. We love you. Sober grind out. Sober grind out.